0: Good morning. The uh, title of this morning's Dharma talk is uh, um, I don't know, and uh, upadana grasping. So I kind of left one out there. But uh, we we touch something. Something touches us. We touch something there. So there's contact, and then there's some kind of a sensation about it. A feel. And then we take a direction. We want more of that. We want less of that. Uh, and that's the craving part or the um, wishing things were different than they are. And then um, the grasping or the attachment uh, is the next thing that occurs. But it seems like if we can catch it right at the contact, right right when the, when the feeling is there, uh, before there's some kind of elaboration on not wanting it or wanting more of it or less of it. seems like bringing awareness to that uh, takes, takes a lot of practice. This is why the sitting down and training our mind to see clearly um, what is coming and going is so valuable. Um, I mean, it's so incredibly complicated that even though Buddhism does its darndest to point out every damn thing it can and say this happens and that happens, there's even supposed to be a, uh, and I would like to meet the person who came up with this number. Uh, It's supposed to be a a thought is supposed to have uh, 17 different aspects or chitta to it. And so, um, and there's just all kinds of elaborations on top of that that breaks that down into this and this and this, and you can spend uh, uh, the rest of your life uh, counting sheep. Not that we shouldn't do some of that, but the kinds of contact start to just the contact itself starts to radiate in all kinds of differentiation. Differentiation and desire. There's differentiation and there's a desire for it, for less of it, for more of it, uh, or desire for it to go away, and all the other uh, things that show up. The differentiation, uh, just a simple way of saying it, some things that we're making contact with are uh, apparently stationary, like looking at a a tree, or looking at a, a, a wall, or looking at um, uh, some particular, like a, a painting or something like that. It doesn't do much. But then there's other kinds that are moving all the time. So the interplay between what is moving, the consciousness that is observing the mo- movement, and the uh, uh, consciousness that observes something that is uh, relatively static, uh, that's just one layer of complication. Then it goes, it goes in every direction from there as I'm sure you know, or you sense that it's it's very difficult. So, But the uh, what happens is the, the self-centered mind, the ego mind of the sudden consciousness gets, gets magnetized by thinking there's going to be a success story here, that you can actually get what you want, uh, that you can stop what you don't want, and that you can ignore or dismiss. And this is all uh, bundled up in the, the, uh, the assumption that what you're seeing is true, that, that It is true that you believe your thoughts, you believe your feelings, and so on. Um, Bringing one's awareness, training, uh, to train the mind to see more clearly, more deeply, more, uh, you even say expansively, uh, takes a lot of time. And most people are not interested in this, especially when they find out that this may take a lot of time and the actual practice of meditation And some aspects of the practice of uh, study and reading and aspects of relating to other people who are on the path, the Sangha, and for that matter, relating to the teacher, him or herself, um, uh, is difficult, can be very difficult. So it's not, um, um, it's uncomfortable to do this. It's uh, sometimes uh, called, uh, meditation practice is sometimes called uh, voluntary dissatisfaction or, or volunteering to sit down and not be too happy for an hour or two hours and just be, you could even say kind of bored or perhaps uh, irritated or or uh, the ex- anxiety continue to arise uh, and be more, become more intense. Each person is so different in this regard that it seems necessary for uh, to have a teaching person and to have a, a community that's all working on the same, uh, with the same ideas and, and generally speaking, following a very similar kind of path or teaching uh, community. So it takes a lot of practice to actually have feelings, have thoughts, have things that are moving back and forth in the mind w- without doing anything with that without affirming it, uh, which is very simple. Uh, you can ha- have something negative starts to happen negative in one's mind stream. Just a simple little thing of saying, there I go again, uh, being jealous, or there I go again, being angry. That's uh, uh, That just adds to the spinning. So that's why the sitting practice of meditation, a strong awareness practice will allow us over time to see more and more refined aspects of uh, of mind, which is what the Abhidharma tries to say. Here, here, you can do this conceptually. You can just look at all these little parts. And I'm not saying there aren't people with uh, powerful intellects who are able to handle all of that material. There are a lot of them that do that and are able to handle it. But not all of us can do that. I happen to be one of them. So I, I don't, I haven't, whatever, I, whatever I've accomplished by just being able to sit in front of you and, and hold your attention for an hour or so, or whatever it may be, Uh, did not come out of, of intensely studying concepts. It came out of looking at what's in front of me over and over and over and continuously until I began to understand what it was. I'm not saying I even see what it is. I'm still looking at it. I look at it all the time, every morning, every night, every dream, every student, every student. And so Um, That being said, of course, I want you to study the Lankavatara Sutras, the Sambina Machana Sutra, the Heart Sutra, the Diamond Sutra, and study everything you can within a certain range. You don't have to go way out somewhere where you're studying something that I can't really help you with or even comment on or answer your questions about. People teach this differently. That's why there's so many different schools. And this, and sometimes the schools are kind of, uh, uh, kind of at war with each other because they think they're right, and there's these other teaching somebody else. So there's a some sometimes a lack of respect for other, the path of others, which shows up as um, you know jealousy and the desire to control, basically, basically intense wish to be in charge of everything and be right, and to not have uh, and have the people who are. You know, doing things incorrectly to feel corrected and come around and uh, follow the party line. So the contact, yes.
1: When you're bowing, have a question. Go ahead. Um, when you first started, you said um, we touch something, a feeling comes up, and then we start grasping we want, don't want. And then you said, I think if we can catch catch it at the feeling. Mm-hmm. Level yes, but that takes practice. So what would be catching at the feeling level?
0: Uh, just just don't abandon the feeling and the way you the way you the way you don't abandon the feeling is you when you feel it you feel it deeply you go into the I used to say and I haven't said this in years But you should when you feel something you should feel it all the way to the center of the earth it's Just a metaphor an image. But you should feel it be alive be human anger feel the anger Feel the jealousy. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying feel it. Don't uh, necessarily uh, get rid of or lower or lower the temperature on the feeling uh, by going into a craving about wanting it to go away. There I go again. Anger. No comment. Do not elaborate on anything. Be a, be simple-minded. Uh, unless you're studying... Uh, Bill Waldron, and then to be as complicated as as it requires, go in and sh- take that thing, dismantle that, deconstruct Bill Waldron, so much that he can feel it from uh, Nepal. So he's, th- I think somebody's studying my book. Oh my God! <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I'm saying whatever is occurring, that's it. Whatever is occurring, that's it. The intense feeling of anger, the intense feeling of jealousy, the intense feeling of depression, that is it. That is. Uh, that is uh, what is it the seventh seventh uh, um, uh, link the seventh F- feeling you feel it more.
1: So what I'm I'm looking at is the catching the feeling so. I, I have this image of like a butterfly net or something, and here's this jealousy
0: feeling. So, so it's not something else. We abandon it when we think about the feeling. Or when we think and then jump from the think about, thinking about the feeling to going back into the feeling dimension, which is very similar to uh, thoughts uh, about the feeling that we just had. It's a way of abandoning uh, reality. It is a, a way of abandoning authentic presence. Because it's just too intense and too delightful, too painful, too boring, too, 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 So, not too. It's not too. There isn't anything else. If there isn't anything else, I'm not saying you won't continue to suffer. You won't continue to be happy. You won't continue to be sad. You won't continue to be depressed or confused or have anxiety or whatever. But... That is not separate from the Buddha. It's been said way before this old man got here. The, not to Buddhas, Buddhas, the enlightened ones, the sages of uh, down through the centuries, including the historical Buddha. Not to, not separate from sentient beings. If you see it, the work is done.
1: In your mind, not to
0: believe. Yes. Go ahead. What What registers the feeling without converting it into thought? Following. Just consciousness. There, there's really no one there. And this is what the uh, Abhidharma material goes into it when it starts to break everything down. And I'm, I'm fine with Abhidharma material to, uh, Shoka, both Shoka and, uh, and Kozan have been studying that pretty extensively, going deeply into that. And I'm all about studying that material. So we should do that, but the, it's just consciousness. This is a, and you can hear arguments in both directions and probably in 15 different directions about, well, that, that's not far enough or the yoga are to get stuck on uh, this, or on, on that. And everything is empty of what the yoga are stuck on. And it's just, it's just a, a kind of a political uh, thing going back and forth, but it's just consciousness. We have to use a word. Well, so that's the one I'm going to use. We could say it's just wisdom. Wisdom doesn't see anything else. It only sees this. It sees this. You could say it sees itself, but even that might be too, uh, um, fancy.
1: When yes, when uh, Marla, Marla has a question. Marla. She says, or asks, what comes first? Increasing awareness or increasing ability to feel it all the way? An uncomfortable feeling.
0: Hmm. So I don't know about the first part of it. I would say, wherever you're at with that, and speaking to you specifically, Marla, you're someone that I know, and uh, you are um, we've talked quite a few times, and I would say it's just a matter of persistence. Just persist. Go to the wall, sit down, hold still, watch. Go to the wall, sit down, hold still, just wall gaze. Don't push on it. Don't pull on it. Don't look away. Be there as if, as if you're never going to get up. Uh, walk towards it as if you're never going to get there. As if, as if, as if. Those kind of as ifs may help you so that you, because the mind becomes an instant uh, clutter of like too many dominoes. It's just too many. And so then we tend to shut down on it. So just one thing at a time, just the wall, nothing else. If things start to show up on the wall, uh, images, ideas, uh, imagination, plans for the future, regrets about the past and so on, just observe. It's just the material of mind. It's empty, empty of what you think it is. So anytime you think something is anything, it's empty of that, including the Buddha's Dharma is empty of your opinions about it. Go ahead,
2: Kevin. Kevin Bowing, uh, So Kuzan, in order to feel the emotion to the center of the earth, does that require physical stillness? Bowling.
0: The, the practice part of it, the actual path quality or the ground path fruition uh, requires uh, to s- be as still as possible without aggression. So in other words, uh, I mean, from yourself, uh, and that may take years to stop being mean to yourself. And, but it doesn't mean just to relax and uh, lay back and and, uh, um, you know, have a cocktail. It means to sit up straight hold still watch the movement so there's there's a a relative stillness that needs to come in but it's the middle way it's not too tight not too loose sit up hold still watch what moves but stay there for some time so it has a little bit of uh uh contrast to the rest of your day which is very busy doing this making the bed going to lunch um going for a walk watching the birds chatting with your neighbors your relatives your your uh Darnell, brothers and sisters, your offspring or whatever, or your cats, in your case, Uh, you know, you're having some kind of movement interaction all the time. And then we then we bring the whole complex, the whole sensorium, sit down, hold still and observe the movement and sit very, very still so that you can see uh, what does not need to be done. You can see it, not what needs to be done. You've already done that. You're sitting down, you're holding still. Same thing when you come to book study. Those of you who have been doing this, you've heard me say over and over, you don't have to understand anything. Isn't that a good thing to hear? You don't have to understand this. I don't. I don't understand it. And you might say, well, that's kind of obvious. I, it's difficult to it's difficult to point it out directly so, so you'll get some kind of an aha of what I'm doing. The aha, if you ever get one, is if you needed one. I don't need one. I don't need to have any ahas. I don't have any ahas. If you see it, there isn't anything else. So there isn't anything else that's going to happen. Even your own death is not, not particularly an event. That's something that you've already understood, and you just realize that even though the body-mind complex is still operating, that fundamentally who you are has never really been born. This is in the text, and but you still have to realize it. it isn't something you just believe in that. Buddhism is not uh, particularly a system of beliefs.
2: Kevin Bowing. I heard um, author Fran Lebowitz in an interview saying that emotion is not morality and I'm thinking in terms of the protests that are going on and the demonstrations (laughs) that a lot of people are trying to quote harness their anger or keep the anger going in order to fuel some sort of uh, activity from that feeling place, sure. and so, if emotion is not morality, what what fuels uh, the desire
0: for social justice? If not emotion, bowing. Um, so I, I think it's variable. I mean, there's going to be there's all these different things arising, human beings arising from different directions, different understanding. So those, those are, you know, morality is a, is a word that points to specific things that everybody has a different idea about what it's pointing at. Same thing with emotion. Same thing with uh, the social justice. It's what, what is fundamentally missing, not just in at the highest levels, but in the more lower levels is a, uh, is uh, some kind of leadership or inspiration coming from uh, people. So that's, that's what's missing, it seems. And of course, look who you're talking to. What, what's missing is, even though there's all kinds of these great ideas that are relatively great, there's no fundamental understanding. And so therefore the, there's very little spiritual path happening. I'm not saying there aren't maybe thousands and thousands of people that are, that are doing this, maybe more than that, but not very many. But there's a tremendous amount of people that are totally wrapped up in their beliefs, their ideas, their opinions, even if they're not religious. They still they believe certain things are true and other things are not true. And this is, uh, these uh, people, though they may think they're relatively free, they're free and well-favored, they're free to come and go. Maybe they're well-favored in that they're, uh, they are not uh, uh, harnessed with a, a, a whole lot of negative uh, karma that is uh, uh, filling their life with, uh, with uh, suffering, uh, paranoia, desperation, and so on. So they have that kind of situation rather than being, uh, so there's so many variables there. And so I, I would say that it's, that's, that's gonna be a long way off because if they do it by virtue of, uh, of flipping it over, uh, it's gonna come right back around. Anytime you flip anything over, it's, it's relative. So it's just maybe you've gotten better, but you have to die and when you have to die when, when the body mind dies if you haven't found out what this is then what you thought it was keeps going what you what you rejected keeps happening it's going to go the other way around uh, it's just like black and white black and white black and white a mouse and a cat and a mouse and a cat and a cat and a mouse i'm not i'm being silly but i'm saying it's it has that kind of so that kind of uh, polarity to it. So that's why it's so important to transcend this, transcend this, see what this is deeply before your um, form goes back into the the earth or the fire or the water, the air. Yes.
1: Um, Melissa from uh, Portland has a question. Yes. What if your feelings and thoughts make you feel doubt about yourself or a situation? Is that still contact?
0: Yeah you're having contact with the doubt and what i'm saying uh, as a as a dharma teacher i'm saying nothing else don't do anything with it and when i say don't do anything with it what that will bring up is is a more clarity about what you can't quite do that that you continue to spontaneously add because of a knee-jerk response that's the uh, area that needs to be um seen more clearly and so we need to see the way we have kind of a uh, impulsive, we have started to have doubt and, we, doubt and we impulsively add to it. The reason we have doubt is, uh, doubt is because of the way we were treated when we were young. We were always told that we were a fool or that we were never going to be worth anything. And that isn't necessarily just in this lifetime. Uh, it could be any level of consciousness sometimes thought of as other lifetimes. It's just levels of consciousness. Good questions. And I apologize for not looking more into YouTube. I have a, a Zoom screen in front of me, so I have living beings there. And, of course, the one in the, in the YouTube is dead. Oh, wait a minute. That's just old. is <laughs> so, uh, supposed to go like this every now and then, so I'll <laughs> go, go back and uh, look at the uh, people that are there. Are there any people out there? Yeah, there's a few. Melissa's listen there. Melissa's there, yeah, Melissa's not on the zoom screen Thank you,
2: yes, how do you teach out of concepts from just looking at what this is?
0: Well, I started studying concepts uh, about this particular thing in nineteen sixty. I started reading about Buddhism and concepts a long time ago, and so and uh some of you I've told for i'm so uh Having so much difficulty and suffering and having a lot of difficulty. So I was reading at least three hours a day, every day, and working a full-time job, wherever that may be, uh, over through the 60s until uh, early 70s when I met, met my, uh, my teacher. And then I kept reading, but then I just read what he told me to read. But before that, I was reading in every direction I could and spending a lot of time. So reflecting on this a lot and looking at it a lot and going different directions and so on. And uh, I'm not sure if I'm getting to uh, the question part of the response part of it, but it's like working with that a lot. And then, and that, so now I can't remember any of it a little bit, but not a lot. But if you ask me uh, about this, if it applies to your mind or how your mind works, I do have some insight into that. So therefore I respond, I respond. I don't need to look in a book. I mean, I may, but if I want to, give a Dharma talk, I might look and say, Oh, I think I'll talk about, uh, uh the, 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 five Buddha families. And I might ha- probably have to go back and see, let's see, you know, there's Vajra, Padma, Ratna. What was that one? The other one? Oh, Buddha. <laughs> of course I left one of them out. Karma. So, but those things are available. If you're thinking, if you're working with that, and you've been doing this for decades and decades, then, when you need a concept, it shows up. But the rest of the time, it's I'm looking at it. When somebody asks me a question, I'm they're they're showing me what it is. It's not magic. It's not some kind of uh, woo-woo. Uh, I'm so I'm so uh, 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 wise. W- wisdom or wa- or being wise is is not a quality that you have any idea about until that begins to show up as uh, uh, as you. It's like a replacement. Say, let's just take this all this self-centeredness out of there and put in uh, wisdom. But it's not that way. What it is is the actual self-centeredness becomes wisdom because it's what? Not separate. So the very person you're trying to get rid of or change or elevate to a higher level is the Buddha. No no more separation, no more warfare with anything. And when that happens, then... uh, And if you have any anything to say about this, if someone asks you a question, you respond out of what you see. And quite often that's going to be different with each person because five people might all ask a very similar question. But because of that particular person, if if I'm in fact their uh, guide or their teacher or their mentor, however you want to characterize it, then I'm going to respond um, in the way that I don't think about it. I just respond. But it has to do with that particular person's Buddha nature. Yes.
1: Sakon has a question from St. Louis. Yes. She asks, what do we do when just feeling, a feeling seems to turn into passion for the feeling?
0: Just observe it. Do nothing with it. Nothing lasts, but it tends to persist if you around with it trying to push it or adjust it or or turned it into a philosophy tends to persist so just that you can ask that question tells me you're looking at it and it's just that when you actually look at it there's there's the the, the kind of a, a advertisement that says fruition it's on its way there will be no advertisements if you see advertisements this is spiritual materialism you're looking for something what else and what you're looking at is it. You are looking at your Buddha nature, you're looking at your mind, no matter how many scary masks it shows up with. Transcend the world by seeing what this is. Michael Bowie. Yes, Michael. Are
2: all beliefs are all
0: beliefs duality? Yeah. Well, simply put, if, there's, if you, as a, a, a guy, a dude, thinks something else is true, then there's you and what you think is true. So that's duality.
2: Is, is that true if I believe the sun
0: comes up tomorrow? The sun doesn't need your help. And sure, I could, we could split some hairs and we could, but, but the, the labyrinth that is waiting us, uh, uh, you know, hairs, breadth, deviation, just that far away uh, involves all kinds of philosophy and discursive thought and, and even argumentation, And even you're right, I'm, I, 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 I've got this right or you need to listen to me or the way I understand it is this. And, you know, and the elaborations are very extensive there. And they're very, very seductive because it allows us to escape this suffering uh, that is our that is our immediate um, uh, immediate presence that is here to avoid that situation we can go into some kind of discursive thought about it, talk about it, create a whole philosophy a whole whole situation where we just uh, spend a lot of time uh, <coughs> creating creating... Uh, ideas and concepts and philosophies and psychologies and this kind of understanding, that kind of understanding.
1: Uh, Susan Olcott asks, yes. So is deep awareness a process when, (laughs) when, as is said in Vajrayana, the five poisons become the five medicines?
0: Well, there's certainly something to that. Uh, uh, it's in the in Buddhist Tantra, which I have studied. It's about transforming any, any of the negativity of actually uh, transforming that into wisdom. It's kind of an alchemy that, that has showed up in uh, early uh, uh, medieval times in Tibet and in ancient India. So taking that negativity. And so it's, there's several layers of that, several ways of working with it. Uh, it's like uh, one of them is uh, just very simply put, feed your demons. You would think, well, why would you feed your demons? You know, because (laughs) they're hungry, feed them. So in other words, be like uh, Milarepa did uh, in the, as the story goes, of course, it's a story, but said he was being plagued by his, uh, his uh, uh, clashes and, and in the form of, uh, and they were showing up as these little saucer eyes, beings with saucer eyes were taunting him and tantalizing him. And so, and he, he did everything. He did a lot of spells and he did a lot of magic and everything. He tried to obliterate them or go to war with them or whatever. And then he, as the story goes, uh, he just decided to uh, kind of cave in and uh, be hospitable to those. So he fed them. He said, here, have some tea, have some tea. And uh, of course, uh, as the story goes, another metaphor, they went poof because they were, they were his own uh, emotions and antagonisms and everything. And so just a way of talking about it. Fundamentally, things are not separate. Even, even the, the, those uh, uh, three poisons, five clashes, uh, five however you want to describe it. And there's also extensions on those that make it much more elaborate. But it's a tantric. Everything is coming to the same situation. If it's not two and how, how, all the paths going up the mountain, including the theistic uh, approaches. Uh, I say those are more challenged because the tendency to wrap oneself and one beliefs in other uh, tends to compromise that. But there have been a few people who uh, seem to understand what that is.
2: I, was on by. I have a question along those lines. With feeding the demons, in um, some of our practices, we do a hungry ghost offering. Is that related
0: yeah. to that? Yes. Yeah, it's a little bit softer approach. It's just, yeah, we uh, feed the feed the consciousnesses that are uh, have left their bodily form. It's just a way of talking about it. So don't go into that. If you come back to me and say, do you believe that? Of course not. Do I disbelieve it? Of course not. But am I going to or- ignore it? No. This is, this is called practicing with this practice right where you're at. You don't have to, you don't have to know if something is true or not true. That's ridiculous. Shoka yes. has a question. Yes.
1: Yes. Do we need to study concepts in order for them to show up in response to someone's question? Is it Shoka? Yes.
0: Well, in your case, yes. Everybody else gets a pass, but not Shoka. So I don't know. I mean, I, I, I could say maybe a little bit, but the important thing is that you study, you study it. And if you become a teacher, you won't be able to help it. I've often said, and I'll say again, don't teach unless you have to. I'm not saying you can't discuss and discuss the Dharma, but to function as a teaching person, not just someone who teaches meditation or something like that, just a ordinary uh, way that shows up. That's fine. Of course. But to Uh, Set yourself up or allow anyone else to set you you up as some kind of a guru or something like that. Um, I don't recommend that. Well, you know, mainly because I I don't want any competition. (laughs) If you see it, you won't be able to help. You won't be able to help it. You you, you won't be able to help uh, functioning as a to help other people, which may, may show up as a Dharma teacher. Yes.
1: Yes. Katie has a question. Katie, How does an ally show support or even participate in social justice actions without getting drawn into the vortex of emotions that others are expressing?
0: Yeah, just, uh, just, we have this incredible uh, network of kind of just like this. This is amazing. You know, a few years ago, this was, was not here. Here it is. Now we can all see each other. We can talk to each other without having being in the same room and uh, same thing with all of the TV channels and, and all of the, the communication is pretty powerful. Uh, but the, the upside is it's good. And the downside is that anybody can get in on it and, and broadcast uh, any kind of uh, propaganda, however you want to say it. And so I would say just same thing as wa- uh, observing the wall. Look at the wall. Look at your life. Uh, don't do anything else you have to. This doesn't mean don't march on Washington or don't join a place where people are holding up signs. If you want to do that, I don't recommend that. But, you know, you may have to do that. Your your particular wiring... Oh, look up here. But then I ignore these people. This is Katie. Oh, Katie's up there. Okay. Katie is not up there. Okay, let's see. So don't... um, Don't promote anything. I don't stop anything. I and mean, don't ignore anything. That's a, you could practice that the rest of your life. Just receive, just look at whatever's happening and receive it without, if you can, without adding anything to it. And I don't, you, that's not something you can just do as a, as a as a project. You have to actually watch the way you keep getting in the way of what's in front of you by having your ideas about what's in front of you it's called delusion. And if you see through that completely, you're liberated. And then what will you do with your life? I have no idea, maybe nothing. But don't do anything unless you have to. So, and you could say, and other people are gonna say that people are gonna be upset with you and and, because they wanna control you too. Even the the wonderful um, uh, liberal people, they wanna control you. And if they start to do something, they think you should be doing it too. This is it's just it's circular and it's very it's very difficult to be on a hobby horse on one side of the merry-go-round that's going forward and not realizing that it's going around. So be very aware of those circles cycles bicycles motorcycles be very aware of that so that you can so you can see the nature of the circularity. It's everywhere there are cycles everywhere you go to sleep you wake up. You eat and you go to the bathroom and you, there's cycles going on everywhere. We're full of it. There's one there. Me running my hands around in a circle. And if you see it, then you're no longer on that circle, nor are you away from it. This doesn't mean that if you're sitting here and you're watching television and somebody's controlling people or killing people like they've been doing that you, you don't get enraged or just upset about the way people are treating each other. But still, if we go into praise and blame too much, then we get, we get sucked right into that. You actually, you lose your, your wisdom. Uh, your wisdom gets covered up by the cloudiness and the hope and fear of wanting things to be different than they are right back to a contact feeling, which I'm, I'm not saying ignore the feeling. I'm not even uh, saying ignore the grasping. Or the uh, uh, the craving, the, that feeling and craving is a subtle area there, and people teach that in different ways. I think you should go ahead and crave all you want, just don't don't hook up the your claws, just don't grasp, don't don't clamp down. And if you're already clamping down on it, then look at the clamp, look at the way you're clamped down, without going to war with that. Going the other direction is trying to stop doing that. It's uh, freedom from extremes. But first you have to see the extreme of what you're doing with your mind, or see the extreme of what you're doing with your mind. This is ignorance. This is passion. And depending on how how much force you're doing this, how much force, that's the aggression. And then there's all the other uh, jealousy and avarice and greed and so on that are mixed in with that. So just observe. Do less, but see as much as you can without covering it up with your conclusions covering it up with your exclusions we we'll cover it up it's difficult to do that it's voluntary dissatisfaction or suffering you have to look at that so you can see for yourself and each person you have to see the way you personally cling and as as i think i said initially if you if you feel it's not wrong to go and get a sign that says anything whatever you want to say black lives matter or anything of course of course, we should do that, but you should you should watch your intention, and your motivation about that, and see if see if you're doing it to please someone else, and see if you're if you're doing it because you absolutely have to do it. If you have to do it, go for it. But be careful, of course. I mean, you get all the other kinds of warnings and considerations that would be a dangerous area to be in. and I'm not saying that's what you're even asking about. I'm just using that myself as a as a as a way of we feel drawn into that. Uh, but it's a, it's a, it's a pretty, pretty powerful whirlwind there. And there's some people that are, are gonna be doing that and you personally, uh, anyone who's listening to me, the very best thing you can do is train your mind. So if you do get up off your cushion and go running down the street into the world, so, so to speak, uh, if you do that, at least you're not, you're not taking a lot of your own uh, hidden, trapped aggression and meeting other aggression out there and then suddenly spewing that on it. You can see it out there. You can see people are out there with good intentions and then they get triggered and then they become kind of like what what the, um, um, the powers that be, um, the military police force uh, leaders, that they turn into that because that's, that's what happens in warfare. Is a, if you go to war with war, then you're going to become a warrior. You're going you're to fight. Uh, the name the word warrior is used in lots of different ways. Sometimes it's used as a hero. I don't usually use the word warrior because, uh, well, I have several very personal reasons why I don't. Yes.
1: Melissa has another question. Melissa. She says, "How is or asks how is craving and grasping different?"
0: Yeah. So the craving part, uh, the way it's broken up in, the, in the, in the 12 links, the craving part is you, you want something else. You have a feeling and you want it to go away. Craving. You have a feeling and you want more of it. Craving. You have a feeling and you'd like to just speak. You, you want to dismiss it somehow. And so, uh, so th- those, uh, they haven't done anything yet. You're just, you're just having the emotion of not wanting that or maybe wanting more of that, wanting, wanting to hang on to that. And, uh, and then the next one that comes up is the grasping or the clinging. And that's where you've actually d- taken something that was actually still floating around as an experience for you. And you've locked down on it. And quite often, you could say it this way, that, that the desire for that, when you start to hang on to it, starts to morph into something else. Nothing lasts. Even in the Abhidharma material, it's, it says that anything that shows up, even a thought has, what, 17? Uh, there's birds for that. Chittas, chittas. Uh, I'm not sure what, you could use just about any word. You could use a mouse ears, and that would work. It was just different words about the same thing. And so um, in order to see how you could release something or not grasp, first you have to witness the grasping. And if you're trying to stop grasping before you've even seen the very way in which you cling or grasp, Uh, You're trying to stop ahead of time so you can be the person, ego, who doesn't grasp. So it's a very uh, subtle area. It's you can even say that perhaps you should just watch the grasping rather than try to uh, prematurely be a better, higher person who doesn't grasp because that feeds right into the the seventh consciousness or the, the self that thinks there is somebody it's succeeding. There's no success. Shut up.
2: You often teach it's always about awareness. Yes. Is there an intention with contact feeling and grasping to to work back from the grasping?
0: So I, I think this is kind of what I'm saying. Like when I did this, I left out, uh, somewhat. I mean, the grasping and the craving are very, very stitched. So it's difficult. They differentiate between those, and uh, but they're very close. Um, so I think there is a working back there. And even traditionally, they talk about the Buddha actually uh, saw sickness, aging, and death. That was the end. And then he went backwards and saw birth and then be, saw becoming. Then you saw attachment, then craving, then feeling, then contact and then the the, the 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 first five which are uh um, six sense fields name and form consciousness and uh, avidya or maripa or ignorance so he went backwards but they're just concepts so it's not saying that he had these concepts and was going back just to, that that's how he traced it apparently we don't know we don't have, we don't really have any written work of the buddha We don't even have any written work of anybody who who knew him. All we have is things that were written hundreds of years later by people who apparently had good memories, but we don't know.
2: If there's some kind of relative progression back through those, how can we um, keep that teaching of always about awareness and mind,
0: we just be aware of those, uh, awareness. Uh, awareness is going to, in order for something to, uh, for us to see the spaciousness of awareness, there's going to be some kind of form arising in it. it it's, it's even sometimes said that you can, you can be aware of awareness and sometimes some teachers use that, be aware of your awareness. Uh, that may show up for you, but it's, it's not, it has no status as something So it could show up differently for different people. I think those are good concepts. I think the one to to look at closely is the when there's contact and then there's feeling. There's contact with something, there's some kind of contact, and then there's a feeling about it, and then there's a craving and then attachment. Not wrong, it's not doing. It's something to be aware of, so then As long as you're a living being, anything that needs to be done relative to your life or to anyone else uh, comes out of a a wide understanding that is not denying uh, causes and conditions or is not denying uh, pratitya samutpada or dependent origination. It's not doing away with that. It's actually part of that as long as there's a living form happening. But who you are is not separate from this form and is also not the same as this form. This teaching shows up everywhere. Sandokai, Kai, the equality of sameness and difference. It's just a way of pointing at it. two arrows meeting in midair. If yes. I start to see uh, feelings
2: or craving come up. It feels like there's a lot of effort or energy going into not doing something with that. If someone were to
0: see fully or completely um, the feeling itself, would there be effort in not doing anything with that feeling? Probably not. Anytime there's any efforting going on relative to how one feels, then there's some kind of uh, uh, craving attachment situation happening. So, but to just have the feeling, um, there may be something attendant to that. Excuse me. Um, Maybe something else happening along with that's possible, but probably not much. Just less is better. Feeling may show up, and you may just look at it or observe it or receive it, uh, how, how, whatever word works for you. In, in that, if, if it's a struggle for us not to go to the grasping, should we continue to grasp that's where it becomes very personal i think it's a good question i think it's very personal you could you could look at that and see watch the way you grasp you could see the way you hang on even though when you do that you some aspect of the consciousness starts to flip around but you could watch the way that happens i sometimes use a um, you know literal so you know you, if you have a hold of something, you're fixated on something you can't really just let go of it because you're you're denying ignoring the way in which you're fastened on so to continue to use this particular you need to watch and see the area the way in which the clinging is occurring and then if you see the way the clinging is occurring because just of the nature of consciousness and the nature of the fundamental truth that nothing is separate that clinging comes apart no guarantee So it's not a conclusion. It'll come apart in in such a way that you won't care whether it comes apart or not because you see the truth. And this is what this old man is encouraging you to do. You need the teacher so you can leave the teacher. This doesn't mean you'll move to Vermont, but you, 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 you have to see what it is. It has to be seen. Each person has to see it, not think it, not feel it, see it. Have to see, have to see, smell, taste, hear, touch, think, everything has to be understood deeply as uh, not separate. Yes?
1: Katie has another question. Katie? She says, as an Army vet who already feels existential angst about my service, I frequently experience people thanking me for my service in a putting me on a pedestal way. How do I respond in a way that honors my own pain and is also respectful to others?
0: Well, less is better. People sometimes say that to me. They find out I was in the, uh, in the Marine Corps. Well, thank you for your service. I usually say, you're welcome. Less is better. And you don't have to say it sarcastically or uh, just say, you're welcome, or uh, you know, some kind of response to be polite to them. Because they're they' working in terms of their own confusion about the military or about service or about service to the country and sometimes people hear that being said to others and they just copy it they're not really even sure what they're even saying they just know that that seems to be a polite thing to say to somebody who's uh, just spent uh, years in the military thank you for your service it's a uh, it's not that the intentions aren't aren't good intentions but quite often that's just a uh, uh, ignoring the basic situation, but we should be polite to those to anyone who says that.
2: David has.
0: Right, okay.
2: You use the word uh, contact, meet, and I wonder: Are there two? Th-
0: that make Yeah, there there is the, the aspect of, of consciousness and uh, the nominal world that is in flux. So there are things that come together and separate and come together and separate. But fundamentally, nothing is happening because it's not separate. It's fundamentally not separate. But the illusion of the separation uh, causes things to come together and separate and come together and separate. So just just observe that. More about that, Sirkarin. So, Sirkarin bowing, two
2: arrows meeting in midair. Is that an ultimate
0: truth, bowing? It's a it's a relative description of, of ultimacy. So it's a relative way. Of two two arrows take something. It's relative, and uh, various teachers. Dogen does this all the time. He gives you something and takes it away. The, the Diamond Sutra, read that 20 times, read it 100 times, read it slowly, and then read it really fast, and then really, really slowly, and then read it backwards. I'm not kidding. I mean, you could actually go back and forth. Some of these teachings, the Diamond Sutra is a powerful, a powerful way of helping us to look at the illusion of duality. It gives it to you and takes it away, it gives it to you and takes it away. Yes.
1: Uh, Follow up to Katie's question. She has another one. Um, How do I respond when people push for more than just what you were saying earlier?
0: Push for what I was saying earlier.
1: Yeah, you're welcome. When they push for more than that,
0: well, it would depend on situational. So it depend on how the pushing is showing up. If they're threatening you, you know, you, you know, you better thank thank me for my comment or or are you upset with the military or if they go after you some way then less is better. You can communicate a lot just with body language. Don't forget that you are not just a a thought process uh, lodged inside of a um, cage. I mean, you know, how, how would they ask it? I'm not sure. There's so many different ways that they could say, say, so what was that like for you? Do you, do you regret going in the military? Do you regret getting out? Don't you wish you were still in there so you could fight the good fight or something like that? Hear them out. And then you could respond uh, sincerely at the end of it. You could say, not particularly. I have Marines come and find out I was a Marine and say, hey, Semper Fi. I say Semper Fi back. I don't have any point to make with those people who are saying that. I'm not gonna separate myself from them and to be some special person who no longer likes the military, I actually don't dislike the military, nor do I like it, I don't do anything with it. It's a confusing situation that is highly stylized and polished and formed so that we can control people. It's about control. Liberate yourself from the control, from the, the, the dictator uh, that's in your seventh consciousness that thinks you are somebody. and That you need, you deserve this or you deserve that, or this should happen or that should happen. Yes.
1: David W asks, can we see what conditions feeling?
0: You can, you can go back in that area and see what the causes and conditions that are going to bring that up. But I don't know if tracing it back too far, It seems to be, it seems to be necessary as practitioners. Uh, You can do that conceptually, but it seems to be necessary to just find the leading edge of the feeling because everything you need to know is right in that. Everything you need to know is in that. So I'm saying that the texture of the feeling, if you go into that, the, the whole ego does not like this because it's realizing it's going into a dark forest with no reference points, too many trees, too many eyes speaking out of the bushes, too many growling noises. Let's just get back out in the open and think about this. Let's go back to the picnic table out in the clearing, sit down with a legal pad, and let's just make a plan. I have a plan for you. Train your mind. and How, how does that show up? Sit down, hold still, and see how untrained your mind is. If you sit for any length of time, uh, years, I would recommend, um, you'll you eventually see what what this situation is. And it might be, the, the path leading to that might be uh, full of lots of uh, uh, sinkholes and brambles, rocks and shoals, however, whatever metaphor you want to use is going to be filled with difficulty. Do it anyway. I'll help you as long as I'm here, I'll help you.
1: I don't see any more questions here. Okay. Are there any more
0: from? Maria, any? Yes, go ahead, Maria.
2: Is the believing a part of the seventh consciousness? Okay. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah, believing something's true. We, believe, we we no longer see what's out there which is doing whatever it's doing. But we we tighten it up by believing it. So we believe that, so that no longer can Be anything other than what we believe so we relate to our beliefs so we've solidified the whole thing into our what we believe what we don't believe and yeah that kind of thing so what do we do about that train the mind to see clearly the way that seventh consciousness grasps some things and rejects other things see the way that belief is like a like some kind of a patina over the covering of something that we can't tell exactly what it is anymore
2: So if the if the belief I believe is a demon, and you suggest to feed the demon, um, mm-hmm. how can we stop believing if we keep feeding the well, demon?
0: It's much easier to believe a, no. to feed a demon you don't believe in, but once you believe in, that's real scary. I mean, then you then you're worried about serving it the wrong brand of tea. So. You begin to see it. I think that was probably what was happening with Mel Rappa. Is you're beginning to see that these are these are projections, you know, of his mind. And rather than actually feeding them tea, he decided to make friends with himself, so he he could see his negativity. You can see your negativity. You can see your raw, rugged emotions coming up over this or that, with all kinds of content that support and bolster that. And you begin to see that it's unreal. It's just unreal. It's not that it's not painful. course it is it can be terribly painful but you see that it's unreal so you no longer go to war with yourself the feeling is and this is metaphor this description only works so far but it's like you don't give a damn if it ever goes away it's welcome to have a seat make yourself at home demon make yourself at home that which is not agreed with that which is not opposed and that which is not ignored is liberation but you have to do it It has to be thorough, and it's so thorough that it's like nothing. That's how thorough it is, because if something occurred, then something else is going to occur, and then something else will occur. I'll take one more question if there is one.
2: Maria Bowie?
0: Yes, Anna Maria.
2: Um, So I've been watching a lot of what what appears to be um these this bullying and into these forced confessions like of uh white privilege. Um a lot of people bullying people into confessing that and what that all means.
0: Yeah.
2: Um can that kind of antagonistic push to someone lead to a natural genuine reflection and examination of their white privilege?
0: Well, yeah, and but I, it, yes, but it's just temporary. It's on the surface. It's just stuff on the surface. There's been no, I mean, I'm very biased when it comes to this. I, I don't care how great a person's philosophy, how wonderful they are or how magnanimous or how, whatever without mind training it's circular it's circular and it will go down and under and it will surface back up you cannot squeeze happiness out of samsara we have to start somewhere so where are we starting let's start with our own minds rather than our ideas our concepts our judgments and our, our the whole white black situation i'm not saying it's not horrible it's also horrible of what what stalin did to, in, in the 30s to the to his people starving them it's also um uh the uh, the woman who wrote uh, indigenous peoples uh uh history of the united states uh what was her name ortiz i can't remember her name right now but uh just it's it's hard to hard to read that or listen to that if you ha- because it's one terrible horrible thing that we did to the indigenous people after another and she documents all of it what happened when what it's, it's like yeah it's so incredibly powerful that the only way it can be done, I am, my understanding, and I'm biased here, is to each individual is going to have to train their mind. Uh, that may take a long time. The whole country situation, even though you have somebody relatively a nice person, relatively a kind person, relatively an uplifted, uh, sane president, still, that president still kills people. Still, still sends drones and still, I mean, it's, so I'm not, it's not a criticism. It's just an observation because it's dependent origination this causes that causes that. And the, if you're, if you're listening to this, not because I'm a such a sweetheart, but because you're interested in finding out who you are fundamentally because of the the teachings of the Buddha that go back thousands of years, there's a good possibility if you dedicate yourself to it, that you will discover uh, who you fundamentally are. Which, which in, a, in its ultimate sense, has nothing to do with Buddhism. Buddhism is just a, a, the name of a boat. It's not the water. So if you, if you see that, then you can actually teach Buddhism because you don't particularly believe in it, believe in anything. So I would say, in, uh, Anna Maria, what you're talking about there is uh, just support the people in doing whatever they're doing. Be kind to everyone. Be kind to them. Rather than take issue, you can see that it's circular. You can see that the person that's accusing this person, the person's feeling guilty or feeling just it's just a it's, it's like there's no praise, no blame. Yet there's a load of responsibility. There's no praise. There's no blame. That's that's a misunderstanding. But the responsibility was in the ability to respond. And this means that everyone needs to respond to whatever's happening or in front of them all the time. And you can't do that if you have, you can't do it completely and thoroughly and in an insane, a sane way if you have ideas about who's in front of you. Even if the ideas are true, even if they relatively did do this or this or this, if you buy into the causes and conditions, then you're trapped by the very causes and conditions that you are using to blame someone. You can't do it because that means you would believe in cause and effect, that people are to blame. No, everyone's responsible. There isn't anything, any uh, any, any direction you can look that you can't see the back of your hand everywhere.
2: Anna Maria Bowen, can you be clear about what you're seeing and also be angry?
0: That's the only way you can do it. That's the only way you can do it nothing's left out. You don't have to get rid of anger. I'm pissed off most of the time. Not of you guys. <laughs> you, I mean, what I'm saying, of course, I'm not pissed off most of the time. But I'm saying uh, you, you get to have your freedom. If, you're, if there's no one having the feelings, if there's no solid being anywhere, then the feelings from every from the 13th century are welcome. Come on in. Tear the place up. I'm talking about your consciousness. I'm not talking about, about, I am talking about liberation from extremes, from accepting, rejecting, or ignoring. You're liberated from it. It's like you're, you're, nothing is threatening anymore. And yet everything is completely visible and transparent. So you can see everybody's trip all the time. And yet you, because you see it so clearly, you realize that they have to do it. They're sovereign spirit identity their Buddha nature they have to do it themselves and the ones that don't do that not that I'm singling sing, uh, singling anyone out ones that don't do that are going back into the into the uh, dark and the ones that see that uh, go into the light and this is not eternalism and nihilism it's just the way it looks so what
2: of that the impulse, because I've had this where, where I see a situation and um, and it just feels like they're reversing what they're accusing the other person of doing. It's happening all the time. Yeah. Especially now. I call that awareness. Uh,
0: that's and, awareness. I call that awareness. Go ahead with your question about it.
2: So, So my impulse in that moment, and I've refrained, is, is, is to point out how that's not helpful how that is just doing what you're accusing the other of doing.
0: But even what you're saying, oh. you to point that out is also not helpful. That would be like me uh, uh, taking all my students and and uh, uh, one at a time sit down and and tell them exactly what I can see that their problem is. It would be very, very disrespectful to people to to accuse someone of uh, uh, being white or excuse someone of, of being uh, having you know, two elbows I'm being silly about it, but I'm saying don't, don't do, anything, don't do anything unless you have to. And and if someone has not given you permission to teach them, zip it, zip it up. There are plenty of people out there that are running their mouths and running their, their story and everything. And some of them are highly accurate relatively. They're, they're, they're pointing out things. So you can, I can name uh, 10 or 15 people that are on uh, Maybe not that many, but several that are on the news programs and so on. They're really clear, really, especially a lot of black people are really clear about what this is. We're we're, we're kind of finally listening to some of these people who have been talking for years and writing books and so on. Um, But that doesn't mean that, that they have the clue to liberation. They're still wound up in the causes and conditions, but their view is different because they've been at the, at the, the big end of the stick so they, they're going to be more clear about uh, the, uh, maybe a bigger picture but you can't solve the bigger picture by just acting different or just being different or making different laws or not that some of that wouldn't help. I, as I said before I'm very biased I think the only the only direction to, to go for each person is to train your mind to see clearly so you don't add, so you don't bring unexamined aggression out into the world and make it even more difficult. So, like what you're saying there, I'm not saying you have unexamined aggression, but probably. And uh, for to do anything with that, if you could, if you could make it very, very clear, maybe you not, might not be adding any aggression to it, but you may trigger the aggression that's in that person, where they they in a different way they might be able to see it. But when you trigger other people's aggression, you're meddling with them. You're not you're not respecting their Buddha nature. You're going into their their uh, Buddha nature and pointing out things about them that are wrong. And they're not ready to see that yet. Even people who come to me and say, Go ahead.
2: Is this a question of skillful means yeah. in that situation?
0: That's the fancy word for don't do nothing. Don't do nothing.
2: <laughs> well, I'm thinking in particular of this African American who uh, I'm sure you've seen the video that he. Uh, he talked. He pulled a youngster, the next generation, from the, from the crowd and said, "You you better come up with something because what this generation has done, and what this and what me my generation has done, is not working." Yeah. And I felt like it quelled it quelled the aggressive older generation. Like everyone just got a little quiet and maybe open for a second to seeing something a little differently. Yeah. So that's a situation that. I don't, it, it just lingered as a, as, a, as a moment of, like, where it, there was an opening.
0: How old was the child?
2: He was 16, and the older generation, the guy must have been, like, 65, 70, and then the young guy was maybe 40-ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um.
0: Well, it's relatively. So re- just
2: him saying, You're what right. we're doing is not working, what, what. With the old generation and with my generation, it's not working. It's up to you to find something different, find a different way. Mm
0: -hmm. It's it's still a a cultural, political context which everything is happening as if everybody's real, if everybody is solid and ongoing and so on, as if there's solid beings who are right and solid beings who are wrong. It's not saying that that relative truth isn't there and supports it. That's what's called evidence you know that but all evidence is partial that it only sees part of the situation so that's that's all i'm saying about it and you know the relatively speaking that what the person is saying to the young person based on relative truth and causes and conditions there's something to that but ultimately without mind training it's just going to continue to go in circles it has been for uh, as so, i yeah. go ahead please go ahead
2: in the, in the same way that you mentioned earlier, that it's just temporary, yeah. my watching that video and the quelling, if those, if those people that haven't been working with their mind are quelled, it, it's just momentarily, possibly.
0: Yeah. That, that would be the way it looks. I don't know how it is. Uh, it, how it is is not separate. But how it looks, relatively, is it turns this and it turns that way and it turns this way and it turns that way just because of, of the, just like why, why is it all of a sudden we have uh, three or four or five uh, uh, oligarchs who are extremely popular. What's that about? So it's, it's called uh, dependent origination. It's not just that a, a, a bunch of people are right and a bunch of people are wrong. Regardless of what we think about it, things are not separate. So difficult. Thank you. Thank you. We can
2: so dedicate the merit We can dedicate, the
0: dedicate. Okay, dedicate the merit in, in, in the temple. In the temple. Mm-hmm. on the Zendo. Very good.
2: May the merit of this penetrate into all places so that we and every sentient being together can realize the Buddha's way. Sun, ten directions, the three worlds, all the all venerable ones, Bodhisattvas, Mahasattvas, the great Prajna, Paramita. O Buddhas and Bodhisattvas of the Ten Directions and the Three Times, please hear us. Please come down out of the light and protect the Oji Buddhist Temple Monastery. Our Sangha, families, friends and visitors, heal everyone who is unhappy, sick or suffering and fill them with light. Prenez vous mes amis.